Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, I've got so many fucking windows open. Would you piss off all of you? Anyway, here she is, back again. Not me, <laughs> actually. It's the anxiety. <sighs> Honestly, out of nowhere today. And I'll tell you the truth. I know we're supposed to be kind to ourselves and all of that shit, but I ain't got the time for it. Honestly, because I've got to vaguely be entertaining for you bunch of pricks. And um, also, it's just really fucking boring. It's so boring. So I'm putting the impending doom in the corner of the room. You sit over there, you fucking cunt. Sorry for the language, but, you know, sometimes you just have to tell her. And, uh, well, you lot, you better have something really fucking interesting to say this week. Because, you know what, if you don't, oh, woe betide, as I think people in the Middle Ages said. Okay, let's do it. Oh, here we go. After the tone, it's a podcast. I mean, you already know that because you've searched somewhere on a sort of square thing that you carry around with you that's quite expensive and put something in your ears. So you know who this is. You know who I am. If you don't, more fool you by now. You should have been listening. She's on the ones and twos. And we're all here because either we're bored mental or both. <laughs> Ding, 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 bingo, jackpot, got the ball. <laughs> I mean, and if you haven't grasped the concept of how this works now, well, I don't think you're ever going to really get it. And perhaps you should go back to listening to some true crime podcast on a different channel. Many thanks, kind regards, best wishes. All right, watch her. Uh, <laughs> that's the mood she's in today, and we're just going to roll with it. Did you know, person listening to this, that we are halfway through season three? Officially, this is the halfway mark before me and Deb take a trip to Birmingham, Alabama and reinvent ourselves as cryptocurrency. Um, so if you are sat there holding on to a burning story, I'll tell you what, girl, you've got to get a move on because time waits for no man. Is that true? Oh, let's not get into that right now. Uh, speaking of which, me and Debbie thought 
we would go full-on Catholic, Roman Catholic, Roman Catholic, I don't know her, and we're going to be throwing in a little new segment, which is French for orange, and we thought we would do a little confessional booth, amnesty if you will, but plot twist, you've only got 10 seconds to confess. If you run over, we will cut you off and you will still hold on to your sins and you won't be forgiven. And I'll be in the sort of seat as person dishing out penance. Call me a priest if you like. I've been called much worse. And if none of this is making sense to you because you didn't grow up in a cult, don't worry, because I'm pretty sure some gays out there just got a bit hot under the collar at some sort of like Catholic reenactment of shame. Anyway, if you would like to confess anything, what you've got to do is pick up the WhatsAppage and send a voice note in 10 seconds. I'll say that again in 10 seconds to me on this number, please. Zero. Seven double eight two hundred three four two zero. There we go. Now let's see if any of you bitches come forward. Yeah, I mean you don't have to be Catholic to um, <laughs> be filled with shame, but it helps, as a famous T-shirt once said. Right, as the children say, we move. Which, you know, I don't think that means, come on, let's get on with it. I think it means something else. But, you know, I'm 36, which is practically, like, dead in gay years. So what do I know? I'm just going to use language wrong. And we move. Hi, Scotty. It's Marilyn. My date gone wrong is all about the time that when I was 19 and I'd just broken up with someone, I went on the rebound on a fetish website and hooked up with someone and they came over for what was meant to be like a really hot sleazy weekend and it was to a point but then like they were unpacking their bags and like I noticed some of their fetish gear was a bit Nazi-ish like you know a bit too German military-ish and I wasn't too sure and then we were hooking up and then like halfway through just randomly started shouting like Nazi slogans while we were fucking and it was just like really awkward and weird and then when we had like this awkward conversation afterwards where i had to explain that i just was not into fucking him because he was like a fascist he then like flipped it around and accused me of intolerance and like left the day early because apparently i was intolerant of him being a nazi also this all took place in my parents spare bedroom so that was mortifying and awful Right, everybody, I put a little call out on the Twitter vision to say, if you've got a date gone wrong, we would love to hear it. Because you know me and Deb, I mean, we pretend to be running a podcast, but actually we're just gossip-mongering bitches. (laughs) Now, I've heard about this rebound malarkey. Don't think I've ever done it myself, because, of course, puritanical saint here. But doing a rebound on the kink as well. Girl, well, you really threw yourself in there, Marilyn, didn't you, babe? Now, you know, I like a World War II film like the rest of them, but I don't think I've ever, like, gone, oh, let me get some drag out. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm just going to get some masking tape on the windows just to make this feel really authentic. I just, it's like, it's just never something that's come into my um, sexual radar. I'm sorry, Liza Minnelli clearly just possessed my body. She's not dead, apparently. Uh, who knows? I like the fact that you described it a little bit Nazi. <laughs> Now, FYI, I'm not laughing here at what they did, the National Socialists. I am laughing at this idea of, like, it was a touch. It was just a bit. 
had a flourish of. So, yeah, there's that. Do you know, I'm quite proud of the fact that I've never had sex with a Tory. And um, it's really good, you know, you play that game with your friends when you used to have friends and a social life, where you do Never Have I Ever. I always do that one. And it's so interesting to see everybody down 20 pints because um, most people have. So I'm kind of all right being politically intolerant. You know, they say to us, I mean, this is a real tangent and probably should not be applied to national socialism. But, you know, they say to us, see the person, it's not the politic. I'm like, actually, I think the moral compass of a Tory really tells me everything I need to know about whether or not I want to fall in love with them. Oh, sorry, I just got a, a text message there. It's probably from my mum. Yeah, she was just wondering if I wanted anything sent up. How do I know it's my mum all the time? Anyway, Marilyn, lovely to have you on. God, that reverse boring shit that the right wing lot are doing. Oh, it's so dull, isn't it? Like, oh, you know, fascist rights. Oh, get in the bin. Get in the actual bin. You know what we used to do with fascists in the old day? I don't know, that was a question. Hi, Scotty. It's Toby. This is a weird one, so strap in. When I was 13, and the other person was also 13, me and a friend of mine ended up having sex. We're both queer now, so she's married to a a lady. She's a full-blown lesbian. We ended up having sex, and the morning after, we woke up, and rather than, like, talking about what happened, Princess Diana had died, so we realised, oh, shit, that's a thing. And we never really talked about it until she had a pregnancy test, and she realised that she was pregnant. She chose not to keep it in the end, which obviously was her choice to do so, um, and I supported her, whatever uh, she wanted to do. Like, if she chose to keep it, I would have supported her, age 13. But, yeah, so... Years down the line to current day, she asked me to be a sperm donor. And I joked with her. I said, oh, last time we ended up doing this, Princess Diana died. I said, we have to be careful. I think that when we join our our fluids, um, it's potentially dangerous for the royal family. Well, last weekend, I've actually been a sperm donor for this couple. I'm trying to help them have a family. And um, I don't know if I should read this as a sign, but today Prince Philip died. So, yeah, have we just killed off a member of the royal family? I don't know. I put this to you. What do you think? I've always joked with, like, my partner. I always say, well, that's what happens when a lesbian and a gay have sex. Now, Toby, I know you said it was going to be a weird one, and so I braced myself because, you know, we know you work quite well over in these parts, and I don't see the weirdness. All I see is public service. All I see is you, as a civil servant, doing your civil liberty in killing those assholes off. Get rid of them! Honestly, do you know what the internet has brought out this week? Fucking royalists. Oh, if there's anything I hate more than royalists. Well, I don't know, actually. I just don't get it. And, you know, with Prince Harry as well, everyone's like, isn't he great? He's left. No, he hasn't left the fact. He's just left as a working member. He's still fucking flogging sovereignty. Oh, God. It's just absolute. But, I mean, I can't... Even when I think about working class people who like the Queen, I'm like, are you for real? She gets... 400 million quid out of your fucking taxes to just sit there and go, you should be a bit like me, you cunts. She's like the most expensive priest in the world. Anointed my hoe.
chance will be a fucking fine thing. Get a bit of holy water on my fucking hole. I'll give you fucking 400 million for that. So, in short, RRP Princess Diana, Lady Diana, as my granddad would always refer to her, the Irish have got such a thing about Lady Diana. Such a thing. My granddad was buried with a picture of Lady Diana. Lady Diana, Mother Teresa. I mean, I didn't have the heart to tell him, but, you know, and do you know what? This is what I love about common people. The pictures are cut out from their memorial from the Daily Mirror. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like a really shit sort of grainy photo that fades over time. Anyway, by the by. Yes, um, Toby, if you could spaff into many pots, we will um, get it disseminated. Hi, Scotty. This is Johnny. I had a question for you. I wondered if you had any advice for me. I'm trying to toilet train our lovely little dog, Lulu, who we got as a rescue from Spain back in the first lockdown in May. And I can't get her to stop doing her wee and her poo inside. It's driving me bananas. And I went down to my friend Claire's down in Bromley last week and I borrowed her Vax vacuum cleaner, which is one that carpet shampoos and it's done a great job and now I have a house which doesn't have poo stains in it and I want to keep it that way so I need all your top tips thanks Scotty loads of love now Johnny more fool you for calling back again and like you should know by now advice not here I mean I'll happily give it out but anything I say should never ever under any circumstances be taken as gospel of our Jesus the Lord, or like just a tool as advice. So that's my disclaimer for anything that currently falls out of my mouth at this point. So essentially you've got Lulu, you're the Angelina Jolie of dog (laughs) adoption, going to Spain and picking up Lulu. She sounds fab. Did you name her Lulu? (laughs) There's something tells me that a Spanish dog doesn't come with the name Lolo. (laughs) (laughs) That name feels like it comes from a queen of a certain age. Now, I don't want to cast dispersions, Johnny, because you might come back at me and you might say, no, no, Lulu was the name she came with. But it just, do you know, it makes me want to shout, etc. So, well done on having a camp dog name. If I get a dog, I want to call the dog Queenie or Pearl or Flo. Because when I was a kid, old women and dogs, uh, well, sorry, old women and bitches... (laughs) believe I just said that but old women and lady dogs you know when we were gendering dogs back in the old days and not asking them their full pronouns were called the same thing so I quite like to bring that back and have a dog called Queenie um we are thinking about getting a cat as I mentioned and oh my god I mentioned that on a podcast the amount of emails I got from you being like oh my god you've got to get this cat oh my god you've got to get like people are quite cat frenzic aren't they which I really hope I don't turn into Johnny I want to call the cat Cat. I think that's a good name for a cat. I mean, that's what it is. It's going to pay you no more attention if you call it Felix. It's actually going to go, why do you keep on calling me a brand of cat food? Because cats can talk. Anyway, how to toilet train. Listen, I've been in a relationship for 16, 17 plus years. I've stopped counting. And still, as a sit-down weir, I have to tell my husband to put down the toilet seat So much so that I've actually just given up. I've just given up asking for the toilet seat to remain down. So, I failed at this, Johnny, is what I'm saying. Get a divorce. That's what I'm going to tell you. Get rid of the dog. 
fuck it. If somebody came round to your house, Johnny, for a hookup, I'm not saying that you do do such things, but if somebody came round to your house, a bit of a stranger, but you know, they were invited in, and they started shitting on the floor, you'd say, mm, there's something wrong here. So, <laughs> like I said, don't listen to anything I say. Many thanks. Hi, Scotty. Hi, producer Deb. Hi, everyone in the room. It's Fran here. Just want to say I'm still sort of reeling from all the like love and support, and I just really appreciate that. Doesn't necessarily make the grief go away or any easier, but maybe just a little bit softer and a little bit lighter. So thank you for that. It's my birthday on Wednesday, and I'm going to be 28, which sort of feels like I don't know. I feel weird about it. Part of me's like, oh my god, it's so old, and the other part of me's like, shut up. No, it's not. It's weird, isn't it? I think. It's really easy and society puts that thing on you to be like, oh, I need to hit this milestone at this age and do all these things and be like engaged or married and have a kid by now and have a mortgage and be working and doing all this stuff. And actually, I'm trying to take a leaf out of other people's book and just be a bit kinder to myself and just be like, it's been a hell of a year. I didn't think I'd necessarily see in turning 24 and I definitely didn't think I'd see in turning 28, like especially after some of the things that have happened in the last year. I guess I am a bit more grateful and maybe with age comes a little bit more kindness towards myself and appreciation and I guess validation and respect for the things that I've been through and continue to go through. I don't know, maybe I'm just rambling, but just surviving and getting through and trying to prioritise yourself and do all those good things for your mentals is like sometimes actually an accomplishment in itself. But yeah, lots of love to everyone as always. Bye. Lovely Fran here. Love that Fran here is called Fran here. Now, Fran here, you say it's your birthday on Thursday, sorry, before that, 28 old, go fuck yourself with a crucifix, please. 28, 28 is no way. What was I doing when I was 28? Oh, actually, that's not a good example. <laughs> As I said, don't listen to me. I'm gonna sing you a little song because you said it's your birthday on Thursday. So, heteronormativity, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Now, uh, the reason why I wanted to sing you that song is because just because you've got a mortgage, it doesn't make you a nice person. So don't feel like those pressures that the NatWest adverts put upon our shoulders to be people that own bricks. I mean, it's a very weird thing to own, isn't it? You could own lots of different things in life, but owning bricks, I mean, it's quite abstract as a collection. This is essentially what we do. We go to the bank and we go, excuse me, um, I would like to own some bricks that have been glued together just so I can feel like other people. And the bank says, mm, okay, well, it's quite expensive. So I tell you what, I'll give you all of the money just as long as you've got a big chunk of that money. And you can then have some of those bricks, but you've got to promise me that you're going to work for the rest of your life. And then we all go, oh, yes, please. And then we go on Instagram and show people pictures of us outside of these bricks, holding up a piece of metal that's been carved to be able to get us into the bricks. It's a bizarre concept. So if you could just hold on to that with all that 28 years of wisdom you have, Fran, and just realise, just fucking do what you fucking like. Have a hoot. 
treat yourself. Do you know what I mean? I think that's my mantra this week, where I think so many things are just like, oh, I haven't got time for them. Have a nice time. If you get pissed, I don't know if you drink, but get pissed on Thursday or whenever you said your birthday was. I mean, I could care less. Do something that's fun. Be interesting. <laughs> In a pandemic. <laughs> Happy birthday, Fran. Have a good one. And uh, yeah, try not to feel like you have to live up to the expectations of other people because other people are absolutely horrid. They're horrific. Normal people are absolutely disgusting. And I'm okay with that going down on record. And can I just say, I'm still waiting for my badge. Like, where is it? It's my birthday now. Do I get one for that? Do I get like a birthday ATT badge? So I was on a date once and I told this person that I was autistic. And then this person was like, kind of with dread, was like, oh no, you're not going to like run around and flap your hands in a restaurant or something. And I'm like, hmm, date over. See, this is what I mean. This is why normal people are just the worst. Like, you said you were autistic. Not like in some, like, comedy improv pretending to be an eagle. In which world does this... Do you know what, hun? Let's find you another date. Come back on the show and we'll find you another date. Because you know me, love to play matchmaker. Let's find you another date with somebody who um is uh, less of a dickhead. Oh, it's time for a little halfway half pint. I don't know. I was just trying to do something linguistically. Big word for me today. Very excited. We like to take a little dip into the internet webs to find out what you lot have been saying about the podcast. Because, you know, we all like a wank in a mirror from time to time. There is a lovely review here over on Apple Podcasts by someone I think is called McCluzzy. Who says, as a Brit living away from the motherland. Oh, God. (laughs) No, say it in a way that you don't feel is colonial, Scotty. As a Brit living away from the motherland, the banter and humour from Scotty and the callers makes me feel like I get to go home to the pub every week without the judgement. Good. Excellent. Beside the jokes, the difficult aspects of life are met with kindness and love in this imaginary pub. Thanks, Scotty and producer Deb for working hard to create this brilliant pod. Thank you very much, McLozer. And then a really gorgeous one here, which is titled Chips and Gravy from Little Grub, which says, this 45-minute show, a mix of Scotty being Scotty. I'll take that as a compliment. And a wild variety of audience. We mean complete Fruit Loops. Either taking part or lurking. The basic premise is that people ring in and leave a message. Well, thanks so much for letting them know in the review. Subjects vary from what you have having from your tea <laughs> through to serious life-affecting subjects. <laughs> An excellent way to spend 45 minutes. Well, do you know what? I couldn't agree more with you. And if that wasn't enough, oh, you've really been on the Apple reviews this week. A really beautiful one here that says, I love the podcast so much. I look forward to Thursdays every week now. Thursdays is the day this comes out, everybody. The regulars, the first time callers, and Scotty's conversation is insightful, funny, and comforting. I'm not going to lie. I think this podcast has made me a better person. <laughs> Ella, you must have been a fucking hideous person before this hunt. <laughs> Listen, we absolutely love reading your reviews and uh, hearing what you think. So you could go on one of the podcast 
subscriber thingy majiggies wherever you listen to this too if they allow you to share subscribe or put a little review or a star please do because it does help us out within the flurry of everybody else's podcast but it is just really joyful for us to hear that we're on the right page remember you can start that conversation with us at any time hashtag after the tone pod and if you want the backstage information and gossip come and join the backstage crew on patreon.com forward slash after the tone for about a pound a week you can join in on the gossip and get it before it hits the streets <laughs> okay i'll stop there ah yes scotty love it's that jrf here hello how are you hello producer debbie hiya the carer hiya harry and liam and liam hello lovely fran lovely toby darling providanza our la correspondent Big love to you, sweetheart. Big love to you, Fran. And greetings to the rest of the ATT crew. Sorry, I'm, do you know what? I'm being upwardly mobile. I need to uh, take a seat because I'm doing a walk, trying to improve my fitness. And I'll be up in gym just working on my fitness. Um, let me take a seat. Oh, that's better. Any road. Firstly, no. There is no special somebody in my life. My dance card is very empty, darling. The trouble is, I don't go looking for it. I did enter the world of apps when I had a particularly horny summer when I reduced my medication and uh, just discovered that most of the internet was a sewer, especially those apps. It's very toxic and gross and it really put me off. I thought, oh, bugger it, I'll just delete the apps and buy a flashlight. My right hand has never given me any complaints. I've never had to take my right hand out for dinner or show interest in the problems with the mother. I mean, it'd be nice to have a fella, but I couldn't live with them. And yeah, they'd have to spend a lot of money on me. Not really. Just be nice to me, cuddle me, hold me hand, maybe touch my genitals. I might touch their genitals, depending what mood I'm in. But yeah, speaking of medication reduction, I'm reducing my meds at the moment. Oh, I've reduced them by half. Oh, I'm on a roller coaster, I tell you. I've been going through all the emotions. I've been spinning my dime. I've been crying. I've been horny. I've been laughing. I've been frightened. I've been had my head racing. I've not been able to sleep. Oh, because I'm trying to get off meds that I'm on so I can take meds for my ADHD because I've been on antidepressants and anti anxiety medication for friggin' years and um on neurodiverse brains those that do have adhd it tends not to work if not at all in some cases um but sending love to darling fran and also to our la correspondent providanza we love you we do i know how frightening that is about the idea of the family turning away but know that there are those that love you and care for you and they may only know you from the internet or from this podcast but they do care for you love and so sending my love to you across the water but anyway i'm going to carry on doing my exercise because you know serotonin in it it's good for the brain sending you all lots of love and light and um of course if anybody does want to date me that underscore jrf on instagram just slide into my dms don't start with a dinkle pick because that's off-putting, you know. 
ask me what my favourite biscuit is or what movie do I enjoy that I know all the words to. You know, ask me questions like that. Any road, love and light, God bless sweethearts and a big kiss from that Jeriff. Bye! Oh, Gorgie, she's back in the room. Lovely to hear from you, dear. Although, well, it's lovely to have the register, the roll call, as she likes to do at the top of the message. But did anyone feel like they were listening to their parents have it off when JRF was talking about this, that and the other? Oh, no, we can't be having that. No, we can't be having that. I'm sorry. This is a safe space. We can't be having, like, Auntie Jean. That's what J stands for. That Auntie Jean at the end of the bar talking about interfering with herself, as my nan used to call it. <laughs> interfering with yourself. <laughs> it's no wonder I turned out the way I am. Now, full solidarity with the fucking meds. Oh, my God. The hoops that people are making me jump through just so I can be, like relatively sane i mean it's not even like please can I have this tablet so i've got an easier life it's like please can I have this tablet so like less times a day i think that the worst is going to happen <laughs> but it does play absolute filth with your libido oh i don't know her i literally do not know her libido always reminds me of lilo i don't know why just does dyslexic brain here we go yeah libido not present not here can't do anything about it it's like either You can be sexy and mental, or less mental and a eunuch. (laughs) That that is the choice of medication. So, um, full solidarity with you there. Although, burning question, JRF, I know you'd like someone to slide into your DMs, Auntie Jean, but tell us what your favourite biscuit is, please. Because you know me, very judgy. Hey, Scotty, it's Johnny. I had a date a few years ago where... We'd basically been sitting down for like 20 minutes and I started to feel really ill. It was a bar in Soho, it was near Christmas, it was really crowded. (laughs) I just felt more and more sick and eventually I had to go to the toilet and I had to puke. But then it wasn't just puke, it was the other end as well. Basically I had the winter vomiting bug and uh, I spent ages in the toilet. And I then had to go upstairs back to the guy and explain that I was really ill. <laughs> and the poor guy, he wanted to put me in a taxi, but I insisted on getting the tube, which was stupid because if anyone's had the winter vomiting bug, they'll know that it's pretty consistent when you puke and poop. So getting the tube back wasn't a good idea. I never heard from the guy again. That was the end of our short date. And thankfully that's not happened again before, but I will never, ever ever live it down (laughs) thank you so much for joining the conversation johnny now what a lovely voice you have on you well done 10 points for that yes me too i've often felt the need to um vomit my guts up whilst in a bar in soho and not because i had a winter bug just because fucking some homosexuals are just so vile so vile and so uninteresting as well. I wouldn't mind if they were interesting and dynamic like they were back in the old days, but they're not anymore. They're just like pretend straight people. Russell Tovey's got a lot to answer for. Anyway, I think what I'll take home from this story, Johnny, can be that the case are very fickle. I'm very sorry that this person didn't contact you back again for another date. Because, I mean, come on. I think if a real bonding exercise is 
uh, I was saying this to somebody the other day, they're newish into a, a long-term relationship. I was like, have you had a shit in front of each other yet? And he was like, absolutely not, no. And I was like, you know what? That's the next level of your relationship. If you can have a shit in front of each other and it not be a thing, then I think you're on to a winner. If I was Oprah, that's what I would be saying on that couch. Does she sit on a couch anymore? I mean, she doesn't even have a teleprogram anymore. Anyway, Johnny, stop distracting me here. Look, there was someone a bit earlier who was looking to meet somebody. Well, they weren't. I was just forcing it to happen. So, you know, if you hear anyone on the podcast you fancy having a date with, feel free. I'll play matchmaker. I'll be still a black. So uh, anyway, Johnny, I'm waffling now and hopefully Debbie will cut this down because most of what I said is piece of shit. <laughs> Scotty and everyone else. It's me again, the one with the wind chimes. Unfortunately, I'm sans wind chimes today. It's just me. I've not been feeling the best. And then I realised like a couple of weeks ago, I sent you a voicemail about how you've created an amazing safe space. And I thought maybe I could use that right now. So I hope that's okay. I was talking with my therapist and she keeps bringing up like me setting goals for myself. And for some reason, I felt like I don't deserve to have goals. Like, I don't know whether it's because I don't know what's ahead of me. I've never expected to be here. I can't explain it either. So she's struggling to understand me. But it's like I've just kind of realised, actually, I suppose this could be my coming out. And I hope that's okay. So, hi, everyone. I'm Ella. I'm non-binary and queer. Okay, so there we go. That's one fucking thing she wanted me to do. Shove that up her ass. <laughs> hope she doesn't listen, lol. Oh, now I'm worried. Does she listen? Probably not. <laughs> Sorry, Scotty, she might. I doubt it. Um, like, I don't know what's going to happen with that because even though I'm looking everywhere, reading as much as possible, watching everything, listening to everything, I don't see anyone like me. No one that looks like me. No one that's in a similar position. I don't have people around me that are supportive of anyone I know that's been through anything similar. So I just feel like alone. It's just all a bit of shit, you know? Like, how the fuck am I supposed to set goals when that happens? I don't know. Sorry for sounding like a mental, but, you know, I suppose if there's a place to do it, it's here. Anyway, love you. Bye. Oh, lovely. Bless ya. Bless your little heart. Yeah, if you could do it next time with wind chimes, that would be lovely. <laughs> but let's get to, to the questions in hand. I know what you mean about feeling worthy for goals, because I, I think I've spoken about this before, but my relationship with self-care is, I'll often talk about it in um, therapy as being um, indulgent. <laughs> my therapist is like, sorry, why is it indulgent? I'm like, oh, because, you know. And then I basically I'm pushed into a corner until I go, because it's what posh people deserve and not me. <laughs> You know, and then I just start to think about capitalism and how most self-care is through capitalism. And then my therapist is like, could you just stop thinking for five minutes? So I kind of wanted to tell you that as well, you know, just take five minutes to yourself. You don't need to be doing all the work all the time. You don't need to be reading all the non-binary books. But welcome to the gang, non-binary person. 
queer person. Oh, yeah, I really loved, really loved you being like, and she can fucking shove that up her ass as well. This is a great thing about this space, because when you're in therapy, even if they do listen, I mean, chances are they don't, but even if they do, confidentiality, they can't say that they do. So, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> so, listen, you take five minutes for yourself, but a real important thing is drop me a DM on the Instagram, if you do that sort of thing, and, um, you know, I'll have a look at some of your pictures and I'll go, oh, this is who you need to talk to, because there's loads of people out there, not on your own, babe, you're going to be all right, yeah. And um, thanks for um, coming here with this chat, because, you know, like we said, it's all about light and shade, we have a giggle, sometimes we do a little bit of, like, real chat, and um, we're all here for each other, aren't we? Because if we're not going to be here for each other, what does RuPaul say? If you can't be a gay capitalist, how else are you going to capitalise on gay? <laughs> oh, I'm in a right mood today, aren't I, Jean? Hello, Scotty Bab, Queen here again. Hope you're okay. Thanks for responding to my message. My friends did get through an adoption panel, so that's exciting. Also, mortified that you met a Tory homo in Wolverhampton and that's your one memory of us. Please let me know where the beautiful architecture is because I would love to know. Calling in because I am fucking infuriated with know-it-all gays because yesterday, super excited to start my garden again because I haven't been able to do it all winter and it kept me going last year during fucking lockdown. And I got really excited and I did some hanging baskets and I posted it on my Instagram story and a load of fucking know-it-all gays have been like, oh, it's too early. Oh, you can't put them out yet. Well, ultimately I have and that's the end of it and I got a lot of pleasure from it and yeah. So what the fuck is wrong with people that they have to get all over someone's pleasure and spoil sport it? Like, just leave me to it. If it goes wrong, then it goes wrong. But yeah, anyway, I hope you're well and hope everyone else is well. I'm just beyond infuriated. Oh, hello, Queenie. Lovely to hear from you all. Yeah, Wolverhampton, what was the nice architecture? Well, I'll tell you what, the train station wasn't. I mean, that's one of the worst train stations I think I've ever been into. Bear in mind, I was in Wolverhampton with Debbie for about three hours. We were quite grateful to get out. I think we went to Birmingham and had curry for our tea that night. It was quite a nice curry, as I recall. Or did we have a steak? Can't remember. Anyway, it's weird that I can do that. And I I can, like, go back and work out which restaurant we went to. Anyway, that says a lot about me. (laughs) The nice buildings were somewhere on the high street. Cool. Um, now, I'm going to keep this short and sweet, Queenie. Not that I want to diminish it or um, not recognise that, like I've said quite a few times in this podcast this week, the gays are awful. But tell them to go fuck themselves. Do you know what? I think we've got into this world where we all feel like we've got to, like, have the conversation and the dialogue with everybody. Sometimes you just got to go, do you know what, Paul? Because I'm guessing it's called Paul. Do you know what, Dave? Go fuck yourself, hun. Go fuck yourself and take that pergola in your fucking garden and shove it up your fucking trellis. That's what you should say. That is exactly verbatim, which is... Is that Latin, Roman? It's one of those for exactly what I just said. And uh, go tell them to go fuck themselves. The end. And that is it for another week of You Gorgeous Lot. I tell you what, the anxiety has subsided. So thank you very much. This has given me a really nice task to do. Wow, we've really gone around the houses. Now, the conversations are coming in thick and fast. So, you know, we're talking about the gays knowing it all. I'm just going through my notes, as you can hear here. 
being my newsreader star self. We're talking about libido. We were talking about what other thing? I mean, oh, having sex with a soft Nazi. Who would have thought it? Lady Diana, rest in peace. And how do you train a dog called Lulu from Spain? Sounds like a tongue twister to me, but um, if you've got the answer to any of these questions, remember, we'd love you to join in the chat. Look, you don't have to respond to anything that you've heard. If you've got anything that you're just like, I just want to say this, then feel free to rock up, open up the WhatsApp and send us a voice note to this number. 0788 Remember, we're also really keen to hear from you if you've got any 10-second confessions. So we'll be throwing some of those in the next couple of episodes, so that'd be delish, won't it? Also, as ever, please come and think about joining us over on the Backstage Crew. It helps keep the pub open and keeps us alive, <laughs> quite literally, in some cases. Patreon.com forward slash after the tone, and there you'll be able to donate a pound a week, and we will be able to pay all of the fees associated with running a gaff like this. Hashtag after the tone POD if you want to join in the conversation and remember we're just a beep away if you fancy sharing your gossip your intrigue your scandal any more shit stories i'm more than welcome to hear listen have a good week and if i don't see you in the week i'll see you through the window <laughs> oh i need to lie down Tone is presented by me, Scotty, and produced by Debbie Kilbride with theme tunes from Liv Morris and Louise Mother Soul. Shout out to podcast.co. After the Tone is a Debbie Productions production. Catch us every Thursday for new episodes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.